0: Well, I tell you, God is good. How many of you believe you can get a little bit closer to the cross? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little closer. Amen. Kind of like our scripture that Jude uh, had for us in the young adults class downstairs, James 4, 8. said, draw nigh unto God and God will draw nigh unto you. You know... uh We shouldn't be waiting on Him. God's waiting on us. Amen. I said God's waiting on us. Well, praise God. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. And I'm just so glad that uh, I believe I have a word in season for you. So if you would, go ahead and turn to the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 5. You got your Bible with you today? If you don't have your Bible, you're... uh, what do you call them things, device, <laughs> or whatever kind it is, whatever Bible you have, you might want to take some notes, because usually you might go back over it the next time and find hey, I, I didn't see that before, I didn't hear pastor say that, but I'm glad I went back and looked at it, how many of you know it's good to rehearse what you've already learned, Amen. Uh, when they have big productions and things like that, they always have a what? A rehearsal. They rehearse for the final production. Yeah. So really what we're doing is, as believers, <laughs> that's good, I just got this. As believers, we're rehearsing down here for the final production yeah. up there. Glory <laughs> yeah. to God. You can write that down, Barb, so I don't forget that. <laughs> Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share your word with people who come hungry. And we just thank you, Father, for people who come hungry, people who want to be here. No one forced them to be here, but they're here because they want to be here to hear your word, because your word is alive and your word is living in us. That makes me alive and God's word living in me. So, Father, we thank you for the word we're going to hear today, and we give you praise, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And all the believers said, amen, amen and amen. Yeah. Many times uh, I've heard this by reading Brother Kenneth E. Hagen's book. Brother Kenneth E. Hagen was the uh, president of the Bible College. Barb, and I graduated from Ramah Bible College Center. And uh, people used to come up to him all the time. And they would say, Brother Hagin, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts on this? And he did not readily give them an answer, but he always said this, and this is the topic of my subject today. What does the word say? He would always tell those people, Brother Hagin, what do you think? And of course, he had his thoughts. But how many of you know we all have our thoughts? Oh, yeah. And we all have our thinking about the way things ought to be or that the way that we interpret things. Yeah. And I love what he said. I love what he said. He said, well, what does the word say? And we're going to talk about that today. What does the Word say? Amen? Because I want to tell you, folks, that's the most important thing to you as a believer that you need to have is what does the Word say concerning my situation? What does the Word say? Not what brother so-and-so said, not what sister so-and-so said, even though what they might say is good, but it's not God. Yeah. Amen. So you need to be getting used to it. You know, look at a person next to you and say, well, what does the Word say? What does the Word say? Look here in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. It says, therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude are dried up with thirst.'" The NIV translation says, Therefore my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Their men of rank will die of hunger, and their masses will be parched with thirst. Why? For lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. Listen to this. The captivity that Isaiah was talking about here, was speaking about a spiritual captivity that was already widespread in the nation of Israel. The reason being, they had no knowledge of the word of God. If we as believers don't understand the word, then spiritual captivity will be the result. Are you hearing me tonight? Or today? Freedom over the world, freedom over the flesh, And freedom over the devil can only be brought about by Jesus and what he has accomplished on the cross and through his word. Can I have an amen? Amen. The only way that you're going to get success is to know and to believe what he says in his word. Folks, if this word isn't true, if there's no integrity, On what God says. Let's just close up the churches. Throw away our Bibles. And just start living like the devil again. That's a true statement. It is. But it's not true. Because it is true. His word is true. I said his word is true. I said his word is true. true. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) The only way that you and I can sustain our freedom is to know what the Word says. But the truth is, listen to this, the truth is that the modern day church as we know it has knowledge of many things but little at all when it comes to the Word of God. To the Word of God. And it's the Word of God that's going to set you free. I said it's the Word of God that's going to set you free. Come on now. Amen. But it seemed more interesting in what the world would say. Uh-huh. Other than what the word would say. We get so caught up in what the world is doing, where the world is going. Well, if you would get a hold of what the word said, you'll find out where you're going and where the church is going. Yeah. Yes, amen. Glory to God. First Peter two, two says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you what? That you may grow thereby. Amen. I said amen. In times of trial and temptation, there is no replacement for knowing what the word says. Can you say amen? Amen. I love that scripture. It says as newborn babies, remember how hungry you were when you first got saved? Remember how hungry your children were when they were first born? What was it? You fed them every hour, every two hours, or, or whenever they opened their mouth, you stuck a bottle in there. It was time to eat. Why? They were hungry. Yeah. Peter is relating this story to us here. He said, just like a baby, just like a baby, I'm not calling you babies, but just like a baby, you ought to desire what? The sincere milk of the word. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about the meat. Because there's a lot of people in the church today, and let alone handle the meat, they're still getting hold of the milk. But how many of you know it's the milk? It's the milk of God's Word that caused you to grow. I said it was the milk brought to you every day that caused your children to grow every day. It's the milk that you hear every day in church on Sunday, on Wednesday. It's the word that you hear every day to desire the sincere milk of God's word. Why? So you could what? Grow. I don't want to remain a baby all my life. Come on now. Our success as believers is hinged. Do you know what a hinge is? It holds a door up there. If we would open that door, there's probably three hinges holding that door up so it would open and close. Amen? But our success as believers is hinged on two forces. Listen to this. Two forces as believers. One is believing and the other one is saying. Do you believe what the Word says? Now listen to this. How many of you in here believe what the Word says? Probably everybody in here believe what the Word says. But now here's the next thing. Are you saying what you believe? Are we saying out loud what we believe? Oh, it's easy to say things in the church. It's easy to say things in here. But are we saying what we believe out there? Are we saying what the Word says out there? Amen? Amen. Do you believe what the word says? Are you saying what you believe? Evidently, there are more people who are just believing and not saying. Because if we were saying what we believe, I believe we would see more answers to our prayers. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, it's okay to say what God says. Amen. Let me go over here. Go ahead and turn to uh, up there on Mark eleven twenty three. Let me get over here. I want to I show you something here in Mark 11. Uh, very familiar scripture there. Mark 11. And listen to this in verse 23. What are we talking about? We're talking about believing and saying. Have you ever been around someone who really believes in what they're doing? That's all they want to talk about. You can't hardly get them to be quiet. Why? Because they believe in that so much. They want other people to get a hold of what they're doing. Shouldn't we be the same way as believers? Shouldn't we be saying what we believe instead of just believing and saying nothing? Yeah, right. Glory to God. Look here in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. It says, for verily I say unto you. Now look at this. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saw which he have, or things which he what saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Three times, three times we're told right there, Three times it's telling us to say more than believe. So when you believe, you ought to at least be talking three times as much about what you believe. Saying what you believe. Saying what you believe. Isn't that what he said here? See, this is Jesus talking here. He said, for verily I say. If you want to count that one, that's four because he said. Verily I say unto you that whosoever, whosoever shall say. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying about your problem. I don't know what you're saying about the condition that you're in. But he said, whosoever shall say unto your mountain. I don't know what your mountain is, but I really believe you ought to start talking to it unless you're, and, and, and not let your mountain keep talking to you. And be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt, where? In your heart. Amen. But shall believe those things which he Sayeth. do you really believe what you're saying? Do you really believe what you're saying? That it shall come to pass that he shall have whatsoever what He saith. He saith. Mark 11:23, there's three times more saying than believing. It's time to break the silence and start putting a voice to what we believe. How many of you believe that? Amen. Amen. It's time to break the silence. Time for you and I to quit being quiet. Every time, you know, every time some trouble comes, the adversary tries to do this or tries to do this. Seems like we want to back ourselves into a corner and not say anything. It's time to speak up. Amen. 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 I said it's time to speak up. It's time for somebody to stand up and it's time for the devil to shut up. Whoa! Glory to God. Amen. Well, what's the word say about eternal life? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. What does the word say about it? John 5, 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that hear, he that heareth my word and what? And believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is what? Pass from death unto life saying that you and I need to say that that's what happened to you when God came into your life you're redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb and I'm glad to know that the New Testament English translation says I love this he has already left death and has entered into life now if he has already left death and entered into life guess who he brought with him Thank God. I'm no longer dead, but I am alive. My old man is dead, but my new man, whom you now see today, is living proof that God lives in me. (laughs) Glory to God. The Jordan version said, He has already obtained spiritual life, and He's already transferred me from the region of death into the region of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> He's already transformed me. He's already transferred me from death to life. unto life. Preach it, brother. Hallelujah. Whoa! He has already we got happy about that song, All as Well. You know why it's all well? We have been transferred from death unto life. That's why people get happy. That's why people raise their hands. That's why people dance. That's why people, sometimes people will just take off and run. They'll just take off and run. Why? You don't know why I'm running. Don't you worry about why I'm running. I know why I'm running. I've been transferred from a dead man to someone. Somebody that's alive. Yeah, that Whoa! <laughs> oh glory. Well, what does the word say about redemption? Colossians two fifteen says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. He made a show of all of them. He is the victor. This man called Jesus. The Homer version of Colossians 2.15 says, having spoiled, listen to this, having spoiled the orders of the rebel hierarchy, he paraded them in open triumph that he gained over them by what he did on the cross. Whoa! Victory was won. Victory was won. I tell you, victory was actually won before he ever went to the cross. That just perfected it. Woo! I said, "Ooh!" Well, what does the Word say about faith? What does the Word say about faith? Well, a good friend of mine, Mark Hankins, said, The first part of you that your faith will move is your mouth. You're going to start talking about what happened to you. It's like getting saved. I I mean, when I got saved, I got excited. I got so excited. I mean, I, I couldn't help it. I would see something, quit writing. I would see something, just sit still. I would see somebody and I'd walk up to them and say, hey, you know what happened to me? You know what? I got saved. I got saved. God came into my life. I got saved. Come on now. I got saved. He changed my life. He changed my life. What happened? I got saved. I was transferred. I was transformed into a man that was walking in darkness. To a man who's now learning to walk in the light. Praise the Lord. That's right. Ooh. I said, Ooh. (laughs) Oh, the first thing that you're gonna move when God does something in your life, He's gonna move your mouth. You're gonna talk about it. I said, You're gonna talk about it. Romans ten, eight says, What saith it? The word. The word. Everybody say the word what saith? what do you say what sayeth you the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach amplified verse says the word God's message in Christ is near you on your lips and in your heart that is the word the message the basis and object of faith which we preach it's all about Jesus and faith In who he is. Woo! Well, what does the word say about the Holy Spirit? Says a lot. I'm just giving you a little bit. What does the word say about the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 3.16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. Where do you think you get your strength from? You don't get it out of here by going to the gym and pumping weights. Oh, that'll, that'll help you physically. There's a strong man in here. I said there's a strong man on the inside of you. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth said one time he would walk up to a mirror and he would look into the mirror and he would say, Smith. You are ten times bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. Hey, glory to God. You all just see an image of me, an image of this man, the image of my earth suit. But there's a man on the inside. There's a man on the inside that's filled with the Spirit of God. That's filled with joy. That's filled with love. That's filled with wanting to do what God wants to do in my life. There's a different man. There's a different woman working on the inside of you. And he's doing all he can to get from in here to get to out here. Can you say amen? Woo-wee. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> the wand version of Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that out of the wealth, listen to this, I pray that out of the wealth of his glory, he will grant you to be mightily strengthened by his spirit in every core of your being. Every part of you, his desire is that you would be strong. Well, what does the word say about the authority of the believer? We've we've just spent several weeks pouring in you the word of God, letting you know who you are. And what the authority is in your life. Amen. Well, what does the word say about the authority of the believer? Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, my brother, finally, my brother. Be what? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Your strength should always be centered towards him because you're nothing without him. But with him, there's not one thing that we cannot accomplish because he is what he is in us. The amplified translation of Ephesians 6.10. It says, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That that strength, which is boundless, might provide everything that you need. Woo, glory to God. Well, what does the word say about prayer? How many of you know you ought to pray? You ought to pray every day. Sometimes Jesus prayed all night. Several times he'd pray all night. There he'd be praying. He'd look over and there's his disciples. Snoozing away. Jesus was making important contacts for those who even sleep. <laughs> I said for those who even sleep. He's making contacts. Amen. He loves us so, so much. Ephesians 1.18 says, That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened... That you may what? No. Folks, you can know some of the things that's going on. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That you would know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is. The NAB version translation says, I pray that your inward eyes. I love this. I pray that your inward eyes be illuminated. So that you may know what is the hope to which he calls you into. What the wealth and the glory of that that he may share. That he may offer with you among his people. That it might become your heritage. Your heritage. This is all belongs to us. This all belongs to us. Well, what does the word say about finances? What does it say about money? What does it say about prosperity? Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to everything that your neighbor owns. (laughs) That's right. That's right. No, no, no. My God. Everybody say, "My my God. My God shall supply all my need. According to everything I own. No. (laughs) Y'all catching that? It's personal. I said it's personal. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches. How many believe God has ample for everybody? He has ample for everybody. Can you say amen? According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, who's going to open the door to those riches? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I said, Jesus Christ is going to open the door. Come on. He's going to give you the health. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the want to to accomplish those things. And when he does, you and I need to always give him the praise, the praise and the glory. He also said in 3 John 2, amen, he said, behold. He said, I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health as, what? Thy soul prospers. Yeah. What does the word say? That's just a few. That's just a few of the things that God's word says. We're going to end with this. Let's go over to uh, Acts 19. Acts 19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know that God is not done with you yet? Yeah. <laughs> Acts 19. Acts 19, beginning in verse 1. Well, what does the Word say <laughs> about the baptism of the Holy Ghost? We've already talked about what He says about the Spirit. Amen. Now, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, without going into a teaching on this, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's a gift to those who have already been baptized into the, into the body and also baptized by water as an uh, outward saying to the inward man. You've been saved. You were born into the body, the whole body of Christ. You went to the water and somebody baptized you in water. Now there's something else left for you as a believer. It's a gift. Everybody say it's a gift. Now, it can't be a gift if somebody forces it on you. Take this. Take this. You know, if I were to get in my wallet and pull out a $100 bill and offer to anybody, I don't think anybody would resist it. You might wonder, what for? Why me? But I'll take it. (laughs) Amen. I said it's a gift. I said it's a gift. And the gift is for everyone. Amen. You don't have to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues. It's a gift. I said it's a gift. But look here, in a short realm of speaking here this morning, <laughs> what does the word say about the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Verse chapter nineteen, verse one. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. And he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you'd believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto them, where, uh, excuse me, verse 3. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Now what did John come preaching? he come preaching that one is greater coming after me. Yeah. He said, I'm not him, but there's one coming greater after me, yeah. Yeah. who I'm not even worried that bend over, uh, unlatch his shoes. There's one coming greater. Mm-hmm. They accepted the truth of Jesus, so they accepted him, and they were baptized in water. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with what? The baptism of what? The baptism of what? Repentance. Repentance. Repentance gets you into the family of God. Being water baptized is an outward show of the man who's accepted Jesus Christ being buried in water and being raised in a newness of life just like Jesus was. Verse 4, Then said Paul, Jesus verily baptized you with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. In other words, y'all need to believe on Jesus so you can get saved. To repent. Verse 5 says, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6 says, And when Paul had laid hands on them who, what? Had already been saved and had already been, what? Baptized in water. That's already happened. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So there is something subsequent or after That you get born again, that God wants you to have, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence, what did they do? They spoke with tongues. Amen. Now, is speaking in tongues going to get you to heaven? No. Is it going to help you while you're down here? Yes. Amen. Amen. There's two things that Satan cannot come against. He cannot come against someone who's praying the word in faith and someone who's praying in the Holy Ghost because he don't know what you're saying. And who is that baptism of the Holy Ghost for? It's for you. uh, Paul goes on and said in other verses that it's for you. It's to build you up. Anybody in here ever been down? You don't know what to pray. You don't know what to do. You don't know what direction to take. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Well, that baptism of the Holy Ghost is always there present. And he can come up and you can just begin to pray in the Spirit. It ain't about somebody else. It ain't to anybody else. It's just you and God just praising him in a spiritual language. Amen. Now, there is a spiritual tongue. I think I've Mentioned this before, that is used in public service. That is the gift of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then there's an interpretation that would follow that. That's, that's a whole different thing. But to every born-again believer in here, I want to tell you this morning that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for you. Whether you ever receive it or not, it's for you. And it's a gift, and it will help you. It will help you in everything that you do. Let's stand. Let's stand. What does the word say? <laughs> says a whole lot. <laughs> and you and I are to what? We're to use the word. I said we're to use the word. Now maybe here this morning, you're <clears throat> here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. So I want everybody in here to check your heart this morning. You know, check your heart. Check your heart. Not your heart beating, but your spirit man. And ask yourself this question. Have I accepted Jesus, the Son of God, as my personal Savior? Amen. Can you say that? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes, do, you, do you believe that he was risen from the dead? Do you believe that he saved you from your sins? Amen. You know what Joe just became, and he already is. He's saved. Yes. Right. Amen. Did he say it like you thought he ought to say it? No. No ain't about what you think. It's about what he believes. It's about his personal confession in here. Amen. That old man died. Your old man died. If you've confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Why do we want to make it so hard on everybody? Amen. I'm glad to know that you're born again on our way to heaven. We're going to be together. Amen. We're going to have a good time up there. But you know what? We can have a good time down here. I said, we can have the joy of the Lord down here. You can be blessed down here. Amen. I said, amen. You can make new friends down here. Our church can be alive down here. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to see everybody shout. How about let's all just shouting this morning? can, can, Can everybody, well, let me share this with you. Years ago, I used to be in a church. We had what they called a rapture drill. Anybody ever hear of that? One of the, How many believe in the rapture? That means we're going to be caught up. We're going to get out of here someday. And we're going to get out of here. There's going to be a certain sound that we're going to hear. And when we hear that sound, we're going to be caught up. We're going to get out of here. And guess what? We're going to, we're going to get up. And the pastor used to do this every once in a while. Now, you don't have to participate. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You can just look straight ahead and and nobody really worrying about whether you're going to participate or not. But he used to say this, let's practice the rapture. (laughs) And he would say, on three, I want everybody to jump up. And if we come back down, it's not time. (laughs) But if we see anyone going through the ceiling this morning, then... uh, We've done something wrong. <laughs> and we've missed out. On three, we're all going to jump. One. Get excited though. Wait a minute now. I'm counting, Tommy, not you. One. Two. Three. Oh, we're, right, we're still here. Okay. So y'all get to come back next Sunday. But he may come Tuesday. He may come Monday. And if he does, we've already practiced. <laughs> We're going up. I'm telling you, that's a reality. He is closely coming back. This man called Jesus, I believe is sitting on the edge of his throne, waiting for the Father to tap him on the shoulder and say, It's time. It's time. Go get my church. Woo! Glory to God. So if you've never made that confession of faith, as Jesus being your Lord, You need to. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you'd like to, you'd like to know more about it, see me after church, or or you can come up right now, and I can pray for you. I can pray for you if you you believe that God wants you to have that. It's by faith. All right, Father, we just give you praise. We just give you glory, and we know that there's none like you. Thank you for allowing me to come and share my heart as always. Allow what's in me, based on the word that's in me, to fall on these people in this church. Father, I thank you. We speak to the east, the west, the north, and the south. And I call people to come into this sanctuary of all ages, from the least to the oldest. Come in. We need all of them. We all need to work together for the kingdom. So, Father, we thank you for that. Brother Everett, why don't you close us out this morning? Amen, 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 amen. amen. Everybody have a great day. Thank <laughs>